Hello and welcome back to Everyone Everywhere, the evangelism podcast brought to you by Church Army. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Hannah. I'm part of Church Army's communications team and have the privilege of grilling our podcast guests as we discuss all things evangelism. Together, we're on a journey to find out what evangelism means and how we can live out our faith. It's really great to have you all with us again for this, our bonus episode. In this special episode, we'll be thinking about whether it's possible to become comfortable when it comes to sharing our faith. I'll be chatting to Johnny Price about this and pointing you to some new stuff that Church Army has created to help you with exactly this, growing comfortable in sharing your faith. If you're new to the podcast because you've been listening to Being Salt and Light, an especially big hello to you and you're in the right place because this episode kind of leads on from the things we've been thinking about during Lent. At the Church Army offices, we're still all working from home. So this episode is another one by Zoom. So I've got Johnny Price with me. Hey, Johnny. Hiya. Great to have you with us. So that our podcast listeners kind of get a bit acquainted with you, would you be able to give a quick summary of who you are, what you do for Church Army, and also where you're currently based? Yes, so uh, I am Johnny Price. My job at Church Army is that I'm Church Resource Officer. So that means that I gather, develop, uh, write, curate, lots of other creative words, all sorts of resources that help churches put mission and evangelism at the centre of what they do. And at the moment, I am based in uh, rainy, windy York, which is usually a beautiful city, but today is pretty grim. It is also raining here where I am in Suffolk, but it is watering the plants. Got to remember that. (laughs) Got to remember that. Yeah. Um, I've also got another quick question for you, actually, because Mm. we've been thinking a lot about hope in Church Army at the moment. And so I was wondering, could you tell me something that's bringing you hope? I suppose you've had all the cheesy things like spring and flowers coming out and new life. So I won't say those. Actually, it's, it is something a bit cheesy. So we had a little boy last June and uh, he's nine months old and he's just getting really into everything and he's starting to crawl and, and pull himself up on things and stand up. And just his fascination with the world is just joyful. And so seeing just how everything is, is just an, an opportunity to learn, an opportunity to explore, an opportunity for him to... Uh, cause chaos is just really lovely and a sign of hope. Mm, that is really lovely. And you've warned me that we might hear him in the background every now and then. So if our listeners hear a crying child, you'll know where that's coming from <laughs> and nothing to worry about. I know lots of people don't always feel comfortable in sharing their faith. And actually on the Being Salt and Light Facebook page, I asked people how they felt about sharing their faith. It was really great because lots of people said that they loved sharing their faith and they actively sought out opportunities to do so. But there were other people who said they don't always feel comfortable or that it scares them or sometimes they feel comfortable about doing it. But at other times, it's something that they try and avoid. And I can relate to those feelings as well. So I was wondering... 
Should the people who feel uncomfortable or out of their depth in relation to sharing their faith just leave it to the people who do feel comfortable or who are professionals like, you know, vicars, mission workers and church army evangelists? Uh, No, Um, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. And I suppose I should expand on that answer. Um, <laughs> good. I think I think the first thing to say with this is that everyone who is comfortable sharing their faith will at some point have been uncomfortable doing so. And it takes, it's not about, yeah, I don't like the word practice to do with this because that gives the idea that it needs to be some sort of polished thing. But actually, you know, it's, it's like talking about anything. If you start a new hobby, you don't know how to communicate why you enjoy that hobby to someone. Or if you start a new sport or you start watching a new sport or, you you know, anything like that, trying to communicate something that's new and unfamiliar to you to someone else, you're going to feel like you're tripping over your words. You're not quite getting things right. You're not quite expressing yourself in the way you want to. And it's through doing that thing more, you know. So, for example, I, I love cycling. Three years ago, I didn't know a thing about cycling. Three years ago, if I was trying to tell someone why I liked cycling, I wouldn't have been able to do so. Now I would be able to do so. And it's just about having spent the time in that space doing that thing, getting to know for myself why I like it better. I think the other thing is that if if we have this attitude of leaving it up to the professionals, the vicars, the mission workers, church army evangelists, then the faith that's being communicated is of a particular sort it's it's the sort of faith that's led someone to a calling in life it's a very particular way of living out faith is to be then employed in a faith leading role so absolutely we need more people who are living their faith every day so that we can explain to more people why they should live out their faith every day and draw people to it Mm. and I guess it's the thing of different people are in different contexts and they have different influence if Mm. we just said oh that particular group of people they're the ones who are meant to do it then you're going to miss out on all the other areas of life that we're all involved with. I feel like there's probably some people who are a little disappointed by that. They were hoping you were going to say, actually, yeah, you know what? The people who feel comfortable, we can leave it up to them. If you don't feel comfortable, that's fine. Um, (laughs) But I actually do think it is an exciting opportunity and I would love everyone to see it that way. I'd love me to see it that way, like all of the time. But Clearly, lots of people do feel nervous or unprepared to share their faith. And so I was wondering whether you had any idea about why people feel that way. Yeah, I think there's a couple of reasons people feel nervous around sharing their faith. And I think one of them is that they very much feel the pressure to get it right. Mm. And the thing is that that assumes there is a wrong way to do it or that there are certain boxes that need ticking to get it right. And I think that's um, that's partially a result of the way that we learn about faith. You know, we think that the longer we've been a Christian, the, the more that we've been involved in church, the more that we've been involved in Christian communities, the better our knowledge and understanding of sort of the, the stuff behind faith should be. Mm-hmm. So I think that the thing that we need to do to shed our nervousness is to understand that that my lived experience of faith is as important and significant a way to share my faith as the uh, sort of abstract theological information that I want to communicate. You know, what has living for Jesus meant that I've done differently this week? What has it meant that I've prioritised differently? Actually, those things are as important a testimony as anything to do with what the Reverend preached from the pulpit last week. Mm, I know that one of the things in my life, the reason that I get nervous is because 
I panic and think that I'm meant to have like a completely 100% sound argument. When you have conversations with people about other lived experiences, that's not the way you do it. You just kind of share your thoughts and your experiences and hear other people's. And it's like more of learning from each other. Absolutely. And I think that you wouldn't expect someone to make a significant life commitment after a 10 minute conversation with mm. you over coffee. And, you know, the, uh, this is not to, to discount the way that the spirit moves and, and the, mm, this, of course. the spirit can definitely speak into people's lives and draw people into faith in, in dramatic and amazing ways. OK, so we've kind of touched on the fact that there isn't a right or a wrong way. What about is there an effective way to share our faith? Like, how do we actually see people find Jesus? It's a great question. I think that for quite a while, our go-to um, strategy or thought process for helping people come to faith has been reasoning them into faith. And so what's our first step in reasoning someone into faith? We try and convince them of the existence of God. And then once we've convinced them of the existence of God, we then try and say, OK, so this is how we know about God. This is how we know who God is. And then we point them towards Jesus. And that seems to me like the wrong way round. Mm. Um, you know, the, we've seen uh, the start of John's Gospel, John 1.18. Um, it talks about how... Uh, no one has seen God except Jesus, and it's through Jesus that we know God. And so actually, how do we pe see people find Jesus? We actually talk to them about Jesus before we talk to them about God. The picture that makes me help make sense of this is seeing Jesus as the doorway through which we step to meet God. And when you read about Jesus in the Gospels, when you read about the impact he had uh, through his followers in Acts, the overall impression is of someone who came and disrupted and challenged and comforted and, you know, had such a significant impact on those around him that they were left with only the conclusion that they had been visited by God. Mm. You know, if you think about the, the declaration of Peter about who Jesus is, how astounding it is and how singular it is to say in that moment, you are the one that God has sent. Mm. So why not start with Jesus when we want people to meet Jesus? He is inspiring and challenging and he calls us to better. And I think that that's what people want. Um, they don't want to be um, academically convinced of the existence of God. They want to be called to a better way of living, not just for themselves, but for all the people around them. You know, we see again and again through so many different, you know, sort of news and media outlets at the moment, the, the unfairness in society, the, the inequality in so many levels and people crying out for a better way to be, a way that values our humanity and values our common humanity. And Jesus is the way to find that, to see that in one another mm. and to lead us to a better way to be because he leads us to trust in God's way not our way. Mm. And I, th I think we sometimes assume that people know who Jesus is because he's a common name. People know that he's part of the Christian faith. Mm. People heard stories often in school or have been to like Christmas services. But I think often when I have conversations about Jesus with people, they've got a different view of him than mm. I've got of him. And I think sometimes... Being able to share what you know of him as kind of this countercultural 
person who went and stood by people who were often dismissed in society. Like, I think when we talk about that sort of Jesus, which isn't yeah. necessarily what people realize of him, then it kind of makes you do a double take. Absolutely. And then we sort of work out how do we communicate that to the world around us? Then we, I think we see people's hearts by him. And then wanting to, you know, then wanting to follow him, live for him, see his values lived out in the world around us. Mm, yeah. When you see and remember that Jesus is someone that you think is really cool and you want to aspire to be like and make a difference in the world. That's not something that you'd feel ashamed about sharing with other people, which no. is great. Kind of a lot of what we've been talking about so far has been about how do we as individuals get comfortable with sharing our faith or why we don't but what about kind of on a group or like a collective level should we be just focusing on like how to make ourselves feel more comfortable and how we can take more opportunities or should this be something we're looking at doing together I think this should absolutely be something we're looking at doing together it's you know we want to not just say that Jesus affects my life, but Jesus has called me to be a part of this community that wants to make a difference. And so as our churches, we want to draw people into that community of faith. And I think that a lot of the time we've got, so, you know, uh, my, my background is in local church ministry. I was a, I was a church youth worker for 10, 11 years or so. And um, so this sort of community outreach and, and, and working with a church to sort of try and put mission evangelism front and centre is something I've got some experience of. And I know that it can be a real challenge because you've got these individual challenges of people not, not feeling comfortable sharing their faith, as we've already said. But then how do you go about as a church community um, sharing your faith well? You know, how do you make sure that you're not... Uh, doing sort of a bait and switch where you invite people to some sort of social event and you go, yeah, but okay, we'll have a God slot. Or mm -hmm. how do you, uh, you know, not just sort of go, well, we're prayer walking the area, which absolutely is important, but it's not sort of the final thing in sharing faith. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's taking these different things and seeing how they fit together and making sure that there's a, a coherent way that faith is being communicated in the things that you're doing. And that can lead us to some uncomfortable places because, you know, we, we quite like doing the social things and we feel like introducing God into those spaces can make it awkward. So actually it's about making sure we do it well and we do it comfortably and we do it in a way that's not sort of disingenuous, but we do need to make sure that actually we are communicating faith at some point. Mm -hmm. It's no good running all of the Friday night quizzes and uh, Sunday afternoon barbecues and, um, you know, all of these things is they're great in themselves, but they need to have something that they're leading to. So, helpfully, following on from all the things that we have discussed, you've actually been creating some new resources that help people do exactly kind of what we've been talking about. And so there's two of them. We've got Faith Shared and Faith Pictures. Mm -hmm. And both of them are designed to help people be more comfortable in sharing their faith. Could you just tell us a bit about why you created these resources and then also what's the difference between the two absolutely so church army has we have a history of uh helping people to communicate faith in a way that is natural to them in their in their space you know it's something that wilson carlisle uh was really central to, to what he was doing when he when he founded church army and so that's 
something that we've been wanting to continue to do. And so within Faith Pitch and Faith Shared, what's at the heart of both of those things is really helping people who are trying to live out their faith in the routine of the everyday, in in the, the normality of life, helping them to communicate their faith in a normal and natural way. And we're quite aware as well that the way that you communicate as an individual is not the way you communicate when you're part of a group. And so we wanted to produce resources that would help people communicate their faith individually and something that would help a church community think through their faith. And so that's really the key difference here. Faith Pictures, I think many people will be familiar with Faith Pictures. This is a relaunch of, and a revamped Faith Pictures. And so the point of Faith Pictures is about finding language that helps everyday Christians to communicate why their faith is important to them, what difference has their faith made to them. And to do so in a way that, you know, it doesn't require a response from the person you're communicating to, but it invites questions. It means that you don't need to have all of this information ready to go. But what you're really saying is that your story matters. You know, if we think about our Bibles, how much of the Bible is story and how much of that story invites us to ponder and reflect on it. And actually what we want to do with Faith Pictures is offer people an image of faith that they can then ponder and reflect on and come back to. Mm. Um, and Faith Shared, you know, it's about helping church communities to think about how they can connect with the community around them and how they can start to build a sustainable pattern of outreach to their local community. You know, what can happen is that you uh, spend six months planning for a couple of mission events and then you exhaust yourselves on them and you think, okay, well, that's that done for another year. We don't need to think about it again. Actually, how do we as a church community be present regularly to the people around us, offering them opportunities to come and be a part of who we are? Um, so this is where, yeah, Faith Picks and Faith Shared are sort of offering to help Christians and churches to explore these things in different ways um, and creative ways. Yeah, I kind of see them both as giving a sort of framework and uh, kicking off reflection to help you see what's already in your toolkit, mm. how you can phrase that word, that how you can use what you've got and the opportunities available to you, which is quite freeing when you're it's not just like, this is what you need to do. This is how you do it. It's like, how do you want to do it? What do you already yeah. know? What are you already doing as well? Absolutely. These, these are not about finding the script to bring someone to faith. This is not about, you know, making your story fit that picture of what a good testimony should look like. It's about saying, what is your story? And let's spend a bit of time becoming more familiar with that so that it's it's just, it's easier for you to communicate the more time you spend with it. And in a way that, that, opens conversation and opens questions mm, absolutely these resources they are they're free mm -hmm. um they've been professionally put together um which i wanted to say because sometimes you can worry that things might be awkward or pushy resources that you'll actually be embarrassed to run but they're not this and they can also be run online i've had a look through a lot of them and we've got like videos for the sessions there's some audio reflections, there's handouts, there's everything you need to run Faith Pictures or Faith Shared. And like Johnny's been saying, they're designed to help you become more comfortable in sharing your faith. If people want to find these resources, how can they do that, Johnny? So if you go to the Church Army website, we've got a section there called Resources Toolkit, and you'll be able to find everything for Faith Pictures and Faith Shared there. Brilliant. 
And I'll add the links into the podcast description so you can get there straight through those as well. Be sure to check them out, Faith Pictures or Faith Shared or both of them. And tell your church leaders about them so that they can know that they're available for them for free to run. Thanks so much, Johnny, for joining us. So like I mentioned earlier, when I asked Johnny about what's giving him hope at the moment, we're focusing in Church Army on the theme of hope. And we are seeing how our frontline work continues to bring hope to people every day, continues to bring hope throughout the pandemic. And we're remembering the incredible hope we have in Jesus. And we're longing for more people to know this hope, which is what one of the reasons why we're releasing these resources but we're also doing so much on the front line. We as Church Army are being hope on the streets. So if you want to find out more about what we're doing and stories of transformation, blogs, check out our website. There's loads on there and sign up to our emails or our free magazine to read loads of inspiring stories about how Church Army is helping people through social initiatives and helping people find Jesus even during a pandemic. Look out for the next season of Everyone Everywhere coming soon as well. I hope you've enjoyed this special bonus episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to be the first to hear when those new episodes land. Until then, stay plugged into Jesus, look out for the opportunities to share his love with others and do get in touch if there's any topics you want us to discuss on Everyone Everywhere. Everywhere.